What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, a podcast, episode 145. Once again, I'm joined by the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe. When I want to know what's going on with anything New York City transit related, there's no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? Man, I'm good today. How y'all guys feeling? And when I want to know what's going on on local TV newsbeat, there's no person I trust more than my favorite director, who happens to be my brother, Mr. Mark Powell's in the house. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to know what's going on on local New York City real estate scene, there's no expert I trust more than the man we refer to as Mr. Eddie Kane Jr. The world knows him as Derek Powell. He's my cousin. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cipher with the cats. How y'all doing? We're good. This is uh, this is our holiday show. I mean, we're taping the show before the uh, Fourth of July holiday because uh, you know you all deserve a day off. But I wanted to make sure we got it in, and it's been some. It's been an interesting week so far. I mean, the the news is broken uh, that um, uh, you know famous celebrity uh, has been released from from prison. I mean, it, it's 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 interesting. It's an interesting juxtaposition. You know, we're talking about the Fourth of July. Weekend coming up, the holiday weekend where we celebrate America's independence, uh, that that famous declaration that took place in Philadelphia uh, over 200 years ago, uh, where America uh, established its freedom from Britain. And it happens to come during the same week when another famous Philadelphian is also being freed uh, from from the system. Uh, so, uh, you know, it just it just worked out that way that uh, Bill Cosby, who was convicted uh, for raping Andrea Constan and, and among others, I mean, uh, 32 women who actually came out uh, against him and probably others who did not come forward. And uh, I guess a little uh, a procedural error and. Uh, allowed him to be free through the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Apparently, he was promised a uh, a deal by the previous district attorney, whereby he would be able to, um, you know, testify and not worry about uh, criminal, you know, uh, incriminating himself. And what happened was, is the information he gave during a civil proceeding was used to incriminate him for a criminal proceeding. And they said that given the, if, that his understanding that he was, um, what was it, that he, he was told by the DA that he would not be charged, right. uh, he, you know, willingly, I guess, incriminated himself, even though uh, he, it was his understanding that he could not be charged for his information. So it's a real funky technicality. Uh, he, he's not, he's not found not guilty. He's still found guilty by a jury of his peers. But the technicality allows him to walk free. Um, but I thought um, everything was wiped. The slate was wiped clean. That's what I was hearing on the news last night. No, no, no. It's just it, it, exactly what he just said. It, the real problem comes in the fact that the previous DA and the current DA, I guess the current DA, was the one who screwed the pooch because that was explicit. So while we all thought, oh, he's done, he's gone, if the previous or the current DA would have just, I guess, read a brief of the previous DA. He probably know, read it. Well, yeah, but but he wouldn't he couldn't have read or he either thought that it wouldn't go this far because this wasn't a uh I guess uh a, a, a situation of him getting out because he's a famous celebrity. They broke a procedural error. It was like hmm. almost you couldn't you couldn't do this. You can't essentially double jeopardy me. You can't say no, I'm not gonna charge you for a crime if you tell me what really happened. I said, okay, cool. And then I tell you what really happened. He said, oh yeah, by the way, I'm charging you for the crime. That's essentially what happened. And the DA, for whatever reason, maybe he's up for election or got a lot of pressure, who knows, broke a law, even though everybody in the legal world knew you can't, that's, you can't do that. You can't make that step. But he was a, he did it. So. When, that, and, and, when that DA and ran, yeah, sorry about that. When that DA ran for office, his promise was to bring justice to those ladies because of Bill Cosby. And oh. what happened, yeah, that, that was, you know, that was a part of his campaign. So, of course, when he gets in the office, in spite of him seeing the documents saying you can't do this, he's got to at least try to keep his word. And that's what he did. And he did take him to jail. But for what, you know, um, I was listening to on the news prior and then uh, yesterday is when the former D.A. went to Bill Cosby 
he didn't have enough evidence to prosecute because the first thing that lady, she waited almost a year uh, to actually bring the charges. So that was a, a issue with it. So he, he approaches Cosby and he says, well, look, you know, um, there's this, this civil suit that they're bringing. You can't plead the fifth. But if you tell us the truth, this is going to be sealed. And we promise you we will not bring criminal charges ever against you. And then that's what that other district attorney went against. He unsealed it. And then remember that judge called in ladies that wasn't supposed to be able to testify. So now you got four or five other ladies coming in right. saying, you know, this happened to me, too. This happened. And it kind of tainted to jury, because if you remember, the jury was deadlocked until he brought those other ladies in. Uh, you know, the judge brought those other ladies in. And then that's when they were uh, able to get a conviction for. Maybe he's yeah, I mean, too sleepy to process the information. <laughs> well, I, I, again, I, th I think part of the problem was is that Andrea Constant, uh, she's not the problem. The problem with with trying to prosecute him is that many of the of the the actual survivors, um, these these cases happen beyond the statute of limitations. Right. I guess in the state of Pennsylvania, I'm not sure how how it works in other states, but I guess that was the issue. So Andrea Constant was the only one that I think that had the uh, recency so that they could say, okay, fine, this, this case is viable and let's, let's, let's go with that. Even though the other women were, you know, kind of corroborating the story and, and, and the methodology. Yeah. Um, you know, that so plus it, it, I think the time and then probably another little, I made a soft joke about it, but also the, the clarity of their facts. I mean, you have time, which is always makes everybody's memory foggy. And then literally they were drugged at the time. So you come out, you're going, what, you know, what happened or what I think you, it's a lot to process. And then you realize, Oh, it's Bill Cosby. Do I really want to do this? So a lot of things probably um, came to a point where they're like, listen, this seems kind of dicey on his part. Now, Bill sitting there like thinking, you know, I'm good because they're never going to remember all this. And it's been too long. And it's a, he said, she said, but right. the biggest problem is those DAs. I'm not sure who made, I'm not sure who was more at fault, the previous or the current, from what I heard on the legal uh, accounts today, that's almost like a a DA one on one. You don't make that. You don't make that mistake. So somebody's going to be answering a lot more questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Keith. Oh, well, you know, he had to fulfill his promise he made. And what caught me when I was uh, watching the news also, he had two days before the statute of limitation would have expired. Right. So he pushed this. Mm -hmm. So either he knew. And took a chance on it and said it would work in his favor, or he was like, as you said, he he just said, you know what, whatever it's going to be. But Lawrence, I'm doing what I said I was going to do for the people. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this on on a podcast way back when when it, when it when it kind of first shook out, and 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 I've made this statement, you know, in the past, and I, I'll repeat it. Imagine being that young woman or women. And you go in the 80s to any precinct anywhere in America and tell the police sergeant or whoever is investigating the sex crimes, yes, I was uh, sexually assaulted by Bill Cosby. Where? No you know, at a hotel room at his house. Oh, okay, well, tell me the details. Well, I don't remember the details. What do you mean you don't remember the details? Well, I, you know, I mean, uh, he drugged me, he put me out. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. America's favorite dad. Did what and how? This married man with all these kids, he did what to you? Come on, lady. You sure you want to go down this road? That right there was hanging over all of these women's heads. Yeah, and they right. knew it. He, they, they knew he was powerful. They knew he had powerful friends. And it was going to be an uphill climb. Anyway, it's an uphill climb if, if, the, if the perpetrator is not famous. You know, so it, it's not known. But when he had all, you know, when, you, when you're talking about Bill Cosby, uh, and the way uh, America, you know, treated him, especially back then. I mean, you know, uh, the 80s. And it, it, it's funny, you know, uh, my son, uh, your nephew and your cousin, uh, cousins, um, said something to me the other day that that, that kind of shook me when this thing came out. He said, you know, he said, you know, and I thought about it. He said, you know, for a lot of group, for a lot of people, for people who were, you know, in their 50s and their 40s, he was America's favorite dad. I mean, you know, think about us. We grew up. For how many decades? In the 60s, he had a show and he was popular on TV. He had a show in the 60s. He had a show in the 70s. 
Um, and then he was doing the movies in the seventies, you know, with Sidney Poitier. And in the eighties, he came back with the Cosby show. And in, 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 in late eighties and early nineties, he had, he was producing It's a Different World. Then he came back with another sitcom. So he's constantly been on our radar for years. I mean, I remember Mark, when he, you kind of first discovered him when he did the uh, himself oh, uh, was, HBO yeah. special. Great stand-up. Um, and so he's been in our, in our radar for the longest time. But for, let's say, our, our kids' generation, he's not America's favorite dad. He's the guy that, that they know as the rapist. He's not... <laughs> He is not, he does, he, you know, and the guy who kind of came after people for wearing their pants sagging, sagging low, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, as my son said, you know, for be for, for, for cooning, um, in, in, a, in, a, in a large part. So, so there's a generation, these 20 somethings have no love for Cosby. There's no, there's no, there's no loyalty. There's no nothing. Um, but for us, it's like, you know, this, it's, it's a topsy turvy machine. You go from like, wow, man, you know, this guy is kind of, you know, setting the pace and setting the standard. And I remember when I started stand up, this is true. I started stand up. Um, I felt like, you know, that was the way to go because I felt like Eddie Murphy and, and others had already kind of, you know, gotten to the Richard Pryor lane in order to stand out. I said, "Let let me try to go and work a little cleaner and work, you know, work a different way. Um, until, until I met him <laughs> and, and they say, you should never meet your heroes. And it's true. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can tell the story. Well, I, you know what? Should I tell? Yeah. Well, yeah. You're in that hole. Keep stepping. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell a story. Exactly. So, so, so he's producing this show, um, for Malcolm Jamal Warner. Malcolm Jamal Warner had a, a short lived, uh, sitcom after, uh, the Cosby show ended. And he was, and uh, yeah, it was just forgettable. Um, And so he was the producer of the show and they invited me to do the uh, studio warm up, you know, for the audience. So I said, okay, cool. Um, I get there and um, it was on the uh, SNL set. And at the time, uh, comedian Ellen Cleghorn was, was on the show. She was a cast member of Saturday Night Live. And so they felt like, well, you know what? You're using our studio, Ellen. Let Ellen do the uh, the warm up. You know, I, it wasn't necessarily the, the, the Cosby decision or whatever the show presents uh, decision, but you know, the, just the deal they made. And so Ellen comes out, and I, I'm standing on the side. You know, the guy says, "Listen, go pay you for the day. Don't worry about it. Just hang out and you know enjoy the time." So okay, cool. Um, so I'm hanging out and I'm watching uh, Ellen do her thing and Ellen's doing her acting, you know, and she's talking about her, you know, her boyfriend, her boyfriend's African and blah, 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 blah. And, and uh, I'm standing there wide. I'm chuckling. Cause it's funny to me. Um, and all of a sudden somebody comes pushing by me. I'm like, yo, and it was Cosby. Mm. I was like, Oh snap. And he grabbed somebody. He grabs, he grabbed, literally reached out and grabbed like the, you know, one of the, one of the, the, the uh, stage hands, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the, the, uh, what do you call it? The guy uh, that that runs the floor, uh, um, stage manager. Stage manager grabs the stage manager. Uh, he's got the headset on. He says, "Man, get her off the stage now!" Turns around, he walks off in a huff. I'm like, wow. And uh, so uh, uh, you know, they 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 literally cut her mic. Wow, which is in yeah, it's oh, highly is- embarrassing, highly shocking. She was like, "Oh, I know they didn't just cut my." You know, she she, she responds to it. Right. And uh, somebody says, here, man, go out there and uh, grab the mic, take the mic. I said, man, I don't want that mic. That mic causes problems. <laughs> 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 uh, nah, I'm not going out there to grab. So go get the mic. You know, the, the other producers. So I'm like, okay. So I go out and I say, hey, Alan, you know, I don't know what, what's going on, man. They just told me to come out here and get the mic, you know, and uh, introduce Malcolm Jamal Warner. You know, big round of applause, Ellen Clegg on, and people are like uh, stunned. You know, it's like a golf clap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's going on? And then uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner comes on and gets the mic, and, you know, he, you know, he welcomes people and, you know, does the thing. So after the break, um, you know, because they tape the show twice. Uh, they tape, they tape, you know, two shows. Uh, they tape the same show twice. So there's a break in between, and so uh, you know, I'm with this with the uh, PA, and she walks back, and she's walking back, and you know, she's like, you know, yeah, you know, uh, I see him in there, and um, you know, uh, he 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 smiles and he plays the game, you know, and you know, he's, he's being real charming, 
And he looks in a, in a you know, because I did like, you know, afterwards, after I grabbed the mic, I, you know, I said a couple of lines, you know, got a couple of chuckles and got off of there. He said, man, that's the way you do it. You know, he said, you know, I, said, I can't believe she was talking about, you know, African, you know, this, that, and the other thing and selling out to get the laugh. And I'm like, so not to get the laugh. I said, you know, what's funny? I'm, I, I'm digging this. And, uh, you know, and he said, and then he started cursing. He said, man, you don't do no shit like that. That's, that's not how we do shit here. I was like, Cosby's cursing. <laughs> you know, because you know, it was kind of surreal to me. Because at first, you know, I mean, like I said, I've been, you know, I had been doing the impression for a long time, but you know, now it's kind of surreal. I'm talking, he's talking at me, he's right there, and I'm thinking, man, this is the. Best. I said, mine is good, but this is the best I've ever seen somebody do this. You know, but because it's not real to me, he's not a real person. He's, you know, I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's, it's almost like an impression, but he, it's him. So uh, he said, you know, that's the way you do it, man. You know, uh, thanks for you know for, for for you know coming in and helping out, blah 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 blah. blah. Okay, cool. But at that moment, I felt like, wait a second, man. This this you know for for years, this dude has been on the TV representing one thing, and you know, no cursing and a whole nine yards, and and it just seemed it just it, it reeked of fraudulent to me at that moment. It was and then fast forward. A couple of weeks later, they called me back to do the show after they moved to Kaufman Astoria. And I go and I'm doing the thing. And, you know, and really when you do the studio warm up, it's, uh, it's only reason I did it was I knew Sinbad had done it. That's how he got put on uh, by Cosby. Um, and so I go back and and when you do studio warm up, you really just like the Laker girls, you know, you know, when the, when the show breaks down, you know, Mark, you, 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 you direct and you know how, how things work in the, in the, in the taping. Show breaks down, you got to stop, you got to reset, you got to do all this stuff and everything else. Uh, and so, you know, while the audience is there, you just kind of kind of come out and, and you know, kind of keep them energized because the, the audience is there yeah. for a few hours. It's a death gig. Yeah, so for a few hours. That's exactly right. You don't, you don't have, you know, four or five hours worth of material. I, nobody does. You, you stand there, and you're not really doing stand-up anyway because there's no, no, no chance to develop a rhythm. So you really just, you know, just doing, you know, like cutesy interview type stuff and everything else. And it's just, Bring you know, your unicycle and your juggling stuff. Pretty much. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> like I said, it, it is the Laker girls. That's all you yeah, want. You come yeah, out, right. you know, go out there now and, you know, do your little dance routine and oop, bang, whistle blows, you get off. <laughs> so um, I see this young dude. This is exactly, this is a true story. I see this young guy. He's sitting by himself. I said, hey, man. I said, who? I said are you here by yourself? He says, yeah. I said, I said, wow, no girlfriend, no, no nothing. He said, uh, no, no. I said, why not? I said, well, I don't have a girlfriend. I said, well, there's a lot of women here today, right? Ladies, yay, you know, a bunch of women creaming. Okay. I said, well, um, I said, well, I said, maybe we can find you a date here, play a little dating game. Maybe we can find you a date right now. I said, uh, what kind of women do you like? Tall, short. Uh, he says, I like Italian women. I said, Italian women. That's all I said, Italian women. Mm-hmm. I said, like, you know, like, like, like from Brooklyn? He said, no, from Italy. He said, I was in, he, this is what this man says. I was in Italy and I thought the women there were some of the most beautiful women I had ever seen in my life. Mm. I said, well, I'm pretty sure there's probably not any Italian woman here from Italy right now. But, you know, we got New York Italian. How's that sound? And then that's all I said. And then, you know, they, they call the break and then, uh, you know, they're back to action. Next thing I know, I'm getting tapped on my shoulder like, you know, hey, um, uh, uh, Mr. Crosby, not Cosby, Crosby, who was the producer, wants to see you. Mm-hmm. I said, um, about? He said, yeah, just, you know, so I go back there and he tells me, the boss said, don't do any more ethnic jokes. I said, what? He says, don't do any more ethnic humor. I said, ethnic humor. I said, I didn't do any of that. I said, I asked the man what he liked. He told me. I said, all I did was repeat what he said. He said, yeah, well, they don't like it. So stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Anthony. Now, go ahead, Keith. You didn't get the hint when he said, keep it short. It wasn't about keeping it short. It was just about, it was about, you know, I mean, again, like I said, like, like Mark said, it's a deaf gig. Oh, but horrible. the thing that got me was, just the fact that it was like, uh, you know, he was like trying. 
I, you know, I, I said exactly what I said. I said exactly what the man said. You didn't hear me. I didn't slur any Italian girls. I didn't slur no. any Italian people. I didn't slur anybody. I just asked him what he liked. He told me what he liked. And I said, okay, fine. We'll see if we can play with that and find something out. And the next thing I know, I'm getting tapped on my shoulder. <laughs> man, man, like, just go out there and do your, you know, like, do, yeah, do, do as you're told. Do as you're yeah, told. Do your, do your little clown trick and keep it moving. You know, that's <laughs> what they, that's, <laughs> essentially was what it was. I was like, oh, you know, so from that point on, man, I was like, F him, F his show, F everything else. I didn't give a damn because I realized at that point all that 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 image that was carefully crafted was bullshit. That's yeah, because remember at the time, like we said, this is pudding pop, this is Coca-Cola, this is uh Kodak. Kodak. Yeah, so he's not whatever whatever he thinks would upset that paycheck, he is not letting anybody upset that apple cart. Not because he is that pure and that guy, he just worried about that check. Because, like you said, you didn't say anything crazy. Ellen didn't say anything crazy. But his first thought is, not what's being said, are they going to affect my paper? And if anything happens to affect my paper, I'm cutting it all off, whether it's right or wrong. I'm just making sure that, you know. And then because it's in particular because we know now he's the ultimate hypocrite. I mean, remember, he was talking about, you know, guys not taking care of their kids. And then he has a little kid that popped up that wasn't Camille's. So it's like, you know, come on, dude. Well, that was that was that's the whole thing, you know. Talking about, you know, I'm, I'm married to my wife, and I love my wife, and my wife, my wife, my wife. Meanwhile, you know, uh, he's at the Playboy Club on a regular basis. You know, every time he you saw him, there. yeah, he had a suite there, um, hanging out with Hugh. And apparently, you know, he's 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 doping and drugging women on a regular basis. He was at the Playboy Club like a uh, lemon. Pepper Lou William Wings. <laughs> <laughs> he, went, he, went, he went there for the wings, man. He wasn't doing nothing to nobody, man. He's just, you know, get a, a Coca-Cola. They probably had uh, his pudding uh, nice and cold for him, you know? But me and my mom, true story, we went to see that cat and stand up uh, at Radio City. An incredible wow. show. Incredible. I mean, it was clean, you know, as, as everybody know. And then, you know, yeah, you fast forward years later and you start hearing all this. And I'm like, I've been bamboozled <laughs> with this guy, man. And it's like, how do you turn it on and off? And then listening to your story, the guy's a hell of an actor, man. He is in hell of he needs to get an Oscar for what he was able to pull off from the 80s until this came out. That, that's what his real Oscar should be, because he fooled a whole lot of people other than those victims who had to deal with his nonsense, man. Really? That can't be ashamed himself, man. Well, I mean, yeah. oh, wait, wait, wait. Phone's ringing. Uh oh. Who's that? Oh, we got we got a special guest. Uh, I didn't I didn't listen. I apparently I, you know, I didn't realize this was going out uh, over the airways, but uh, somebody did call in. Um, you know, uh, hey, Bill, what's going on? I want to talk to the people who listen to the Power to the People podcast. <laughs> First, it is good to be free. People have asked me why. Did you go to the jail? And I went to help the black people. <laughs> <laughs> I know that the people in the jail walk around with pants sagging down to the bottom. And so I was there undercover for the last two <laughs> and a half years trying to find a way to get the people to pull the pants up. <laughs> did, you, did you do it, Bill? I did it all the time. <laughs> now, when I first got there, the people tried to press me. <laughs> I was in the cafeteria, and a man came to me and said, give me your pudding. <laughs> and I said, you cannot have my pudding. He said, if you don't give me the pudding, I'm going to take it. <laughs> so I took my tray and I went upside the man's head. <laughs> and the man fell down five times like the stairs onto the bottom. Bonk, 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 all the way down. Oh, and I told the people in the cafeteria that cuz is not to be fucked with. <laughs> <laughs> because what? as the man said, King Kong ain't got nothing on 
mate. <laughs> oh. Well, at least now you know what's on your pudding pops, Mr. Cosby. <laughs> Don't talk about the pudding unless you know what the pudding's all about, see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, how does it, it feel to be home, man? You feeling good? I, I tell you, it's good to be sleeping in my own bed uh, by myself now because Camille is just waiting for me to die to get the rest of the money. <laughs> <laughs> because these lies about me and doing things that they said that I did but I didn't do are causing problems domestically. But I have a surprise for Camille. You do. I'm taking her out for coffee. <laughs> oh, cappuccino. Pass. Better pass. I bought myself a new cappuccino machine, and Uh-oh. I'm going to make Camille some cappuccino. Yeah, I, I pass on that one. <laughs> Don't drink it, Camille. Drink. No, no, leave that alone. Oh my! Do the, do the old cup switcheroo. Yeah, he puts it on the table. You switch it around. Exactly. Why not just take her to Starbucks? Wouldn't that be feasible? Well, you know, being a star of my stature, being a big, huge star, huge star in the community, loved by people all over the world, it is hard for me to go to Starbucks, which is why I invite people over to have coffee that I make myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pass. Okay. I mean, that that sounds good. I mean, uh, you know, you want to avoid the crowds, but didn't that kind of get you in trouble the last time? Now, when you say trouble, what do you mean by trouble? Well, there's there's been accusations that you have uh, maybe this, maybe all have, lies. <laughs> <laughs> you may have put more than a uh, cream and sugar in a couple of uh, young coeds uh, coffee cups. This is true. On occasion, I use equal. <laughs> oh man stay strong to the game oh my god I, I, I like that but but why did they prosecute you for some uh, other chemicals other than uh, equal cream and sugar this is a good question that my lawyers are working on now because I plan on suing the people that put me in the jail <laughs> if the Pennsylvania Supreme Court says that I'm not guilty then well I'm not guilty did they say you're not guilty or they are saying that the district attorney uh, went against a prior agreement and you are free on a technicality? Technical spectacle. What is the difference? I'm out. Because <laughs> <laughs> is free. Okay. 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 So when, you know, did you have a celly, a roommate, or you had your own room up in there? I shared a room with the man named... Big black buck. <laughs> <laughs> and how how did y'all get along? I'm sure if that's his natural, if that's his legal name, but that's what all the people around him call. They call him Big Black Buck. I don't know why they call him Big Black Buck, but that was his name. Mm. So y'all was cool and everything, huh? Every I told you, once I slapped the man with the metal tray, people left the cars alone. Because the cars knows how to put the smack down when it's time. <laughs> because you like 80-something years old, and you rolling like that? Don't let the feebleness fool you. <laughs> so how's your vision? Um, because I noticed during the, um, the trial, man, you had to walk with a guide. Uh, are you good now? Can you see? I can see clearly now that the rain is gone. (laughs) (laughs) All the obstacles are not in your way. Welcome home, Cos, man. Welcome home, baby. Good to have you back. Good to be here. I will talk to you people later. I I love coming on your show. I will come back soon to talk to you about the update on the trial. Oh, beautiful, man. Welcome home, guys. Welcome home, baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Call you Bill. Thanks, Bill. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess it was all right for McCall. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed that he's using the media airwaves to put out this this propaganda message. I'm really embarrassed by it. But, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's our job as report reporters, news, entertainers to, to, to hear both sides of the story, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I think man's legacy is shot to hell. Oh, gone. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, 
We'll see, man. I mean, but it is it is stunning. I thought that when he went in, he was in for essentially life. I mean, he is. I mean, as, as, as Keith pointed out, yeah. I mean, he's, he's eighty some odd years old, and uh, and not in the best of health. Yeah, but uh, you know, I mean, it's crazy because like we always see these, you know, cases. Guys, you know, we just talked there in the previous podcast about the Simpson for Chauvin. It's like what you think is logical never seems to apply in law because knowing that the DA broke this one tenant that he couldn't break, he was still in jail for what, two and a half years? And you know it wasn't like he wasn't like for lack of money and lack of lawyers. So even though you he he was right by legal stern, not by what he did, it still took him took two and a half years out of that that life. So it's like it's crazy when if just think if he had if he was Bill Johnson. He would right. never got out. <laughs> he would have been there right, right now forever. dealing with uh, Shanks and other things. Yeah, because right. thing, he put, here's the, thing, ahead, Mark. Here's, here's the I'm, thing I think that's, that's going to happen, and, I, and this is going to sound horrible. What if he sues the state of Pennsylvania? He's going to. Oh, my. Right. He's going he to. He would have to. And he can get paid for that yes. two and a half years he was in jail. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you really slap the victims in the face already oh he's my out exactly and then he sues he's going to win and you get the taxpayers dollars i would lose my mind he's going to get some of their dollars for being wrongfully incarcerated because they broke a rule that they shouldn't have broken yeah. to lock this guy up he's getting ready to get paid sure yeah, yeah you guys gotta like, remember the, the judicial system is really slow especially when you're appealing your cases and stuff it takes time you got cats that have been locked up 20-something years, and on the 25th year, they find out they didn't do it, and they set them free. But you can't get back that time. Right. right? No. You know, and, and that's the sad part about it. You know, we know Kaz did some things, you know, and like like I said, they broke the law by even bringing this case to court. Right. And now, as Dirk said, the taxpayer is going to have to pay up because, because of this guy's uh, error in judgment. And then he'll probably sue him personally, go after him. Defamation of character. It's crazy. Cos is getting ready to make some money on those poor taxpayers in uh, Pennsylvania over there. I feel for them. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's sick in so many ways. I mean, you know, but it's it's the way the system works. I mean, it's unfortunate. You know, in design, but in design, it, it, the system is 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 pretty good, but in practice, it comes up short a lot of times. You know, like, as Keith said, I mean, you know, and 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 Mark, you know, uh, intimated, you know, if it was Joe Blow, he might still be in. He might be in jail. He might be doing the whole thirty, whatever, whatever the sentence was. And, and by the time somebody gets and finds, gets around and finds this information, the yeah. fact that he had the money to hire, uh. uh a top shelf defense team and, and guys who want to check years. every yeah right two and a half years you know to run it through up to the uh, the Pennsylvania State State Supreme Court um, and these women have been waiting for justice in some cases since the sixties you know uh, you know Damn. if you look at the old, oldest women uh, who are who were, were part of that thirty two you know th- I mean he's been doing this consistently we talked about it before on the podcast you know he had a, a routine. Sure. About Spanish, Spanish fly. fly, putting something in somebody's drink to make them, you know, make them horny. Well, obviously, you know, I've always said people don't ever make revolutionary changes. The only time you make a revolutionary change is when something traumatic in your life happens and you have to to readjust and recalibrate, you know, your whole being. But most people just make evolutionary changes. So if you're a liar, you become a better liar. If you're a thief, you become a better thief. If you're a rapist, Cosby. You become a better rapist, uh, or at least you you, you perfect your your <laughs> rape style. And you know he obviously had that idea from the time he was a kid. Uh, that's what he talks about. He says you know that when they were kids, they can. So obviously this thing has been in his brain forever. And you know what's what's insane, you know, in, in his case, in the case of R. Kelly, and I, and I, again, you know, rape is not a, a crime of sex; it's a crime of violence. Yes. Um, and and violence towards women, um, because if it was about sex, you're Bill Cosby. If you if it's about sex, you're R. Kelly. People are throwing themselves at you. They throw themselves at you. I've been around. I've been in entertainment. I've been around entertainers. 
believe me when I tell you, it is not hard to meet people who are willing to throw themselves at you, even if you're, whether you're the star or sometimes just on the, on the periphery of being a star, you know, being the roadie, you know, it's not hard to meet people <laughs> who are willing to throw themselves at you. So that's clearly not what his kink is. It's not about, it wasn't about, I want to cheat on my wife. I'm sure he did that multiple times, as Mark pointed out with this, yeah. with this young woman who, who had to sue, uh, sue him about his, about paternity. Uh, he had been doing that for the longest time. I, I, but this other kink about, you know, just, just, drugging women and then you know what is it about what is it what what, what where is the excitement in sleeping with a, a that's more but that's necrophilia type stuff yeah, yeah, that yeah. really is sick yeah um, because there's I, nothing when i hear i'm sorry when i hear these cases all these cases whether you're talking about serial killers or rapists or burglars when you hear the cases and there's like these major numbers are put up i always think this is just what we know you know they're like if bill's sitting in that courtroom going yeah, y'all got me for 32, but if y'all really knew what was going on, <laughs> you would lose right. your mind. It's insane because there's a bunch of broken women, and not saying it in a bad way, <clears throat> who were never going to get it back. Yeah. I just want to uh, correct supervision uh, regarding the uh, the love child he spoke briefly about. Bill, I'm not speaking up. You know, I ha- I don't condone what Bill did, but he did say it was a rendezvous. So that makes it like an entanglement in my mind. <laughs> Remember what Jada said? It was an entanglement. Bill said it was a rendezvous. So I don't really know if it's a cheating with the love child, but it was a rendezvous and things happen. So just want to clear that up for the audience so they'll understand. That's all. Mm-hmm. Let me uh, Allow me to retort. When you are married, you don't have rendezvous. Can you, you, have, en- can you have entanglements? No. <laughs> you can't have entanglements either. <laughs> so why was Will sitting there? Was he high? The- he was he he was drugged up. He had that Mike Tyson drug in him. That, that, she gave him that Robin Gibbons treatment. You know, he was sitting there, not all confused, trying to figure out what was going on. Oh god! When it wore off, though, he was like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, it, like I said, it, it bears watching. It bears uh, paying attention to. I'm I'm just really curious as to to where it's going to shake out going forward. Um, but I really am afraid that uh, that they're gonna pay. He, they're gonna pay him. Gonna you pay know, him. and that, that that's that's just 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 insane to me. Uh, and other news, big news, I guess. You know, uh, you know, the, the criminals keep criminalizing. Uh, Alan Weisselberg. Oh has yeah, been, yeah. He had to turn himself into the deep. Speaking of the district attorney, the Manhattan district attorney, uh, he had to surrender to the Manhattan uh, district attorney. Uh, for the uh, they, they're charging him and the Trump organization. Now he says he's not, you know, so far so you know in Trump's mind, so far so good. He hasn't flipped. Yeah. But um, as, as we talked, yeah, as we talked yeah. about a couple of days ago, um, and keep mentioning it, jail time is different than 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 any other time that you know. I mean, you know that that time is hard and slow. Um, even though Cosby was only in there for two and a half years. That's a long ass two and a half years. Uh, I don't give a damn, you know, who you are. It's a long two and a half years. And Alan Weisselberg, um is facing, you know, a bunch of years. And oh again, oh, 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 start person. singing, baby. Birds start singing. No, yeah, this- I mean, if, if I'm him, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dropping down. I'm, I ain't doing this by myself. <laughs> no, this reminds me of with uh, when what, I forgot, I'm not Andy Cohen. What's uh, what's Trump's old lawyer name? Um, Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen. Michael- <laughs> This reminds me, remember when, because initially people, not initially, but some people were killing him. But this reminds me of when Canseco started singing about all steroids and everybody talked about every single body he was correct about. Right. Cohen did it at the, at the, uh, at the I guess it was a Senate hearing or a congressional hearing. I'm not sure. It's probably congressional. Congressional hearing, yeah. And he started saying, he said anything. If you want to find where the bodies are buried, buried, don't go to Trump because you know he's not gonna say anything. Go to this guy. This is the the key man. He's the gatekeeper. You know, like in Zool, he's the one who knows where all the bodies are buried, and that's just the first domino because you know for a fact when they start saying, "Hey, um, you're gonna be doing some serious time," he he's gonna start chirping, and he's not gonna care about what if Trump's mad at him or start. Well, Trump can't tweet anymore because he doesn't have Twitter, but he's not gonna care about all that. He's gonna care about keeping his butt out of jail, and then he's gonna say, "Well, yeah, I did this," but then you also got person. X, Y, Z, at some point, 
it's going to all funnel back to the golden hair guy and his children. And at some point, somebody's going to find say, you know what? Let's really put the hammer on this guy because he's a thief. Besides being a, you know, a horrible person, he's a thief and a, and a charlatan. Well, the, the thing about the thing, I'll get you here. Okay. The thing, the thing about about um, this thing, this this particular charging, is that it's just the first in a series. It's not like you know people act like, well, this, that's all they got. No, this is just the first in the series. Yeah, they're going to to like you said, Mark. They're going to lay it down. They're going to say, listen, man, you know, you had your the, the mistake Weisselberg made was that he didn't cop a, he didn't he didn't agree to cooperate before. Now. These prosecutors probably have a, a open and shut case, uh, which is why they're charging them now. They're gonna say, "Listen, man, you know you can you can still shave off some years if you want to, you know, do this before we go to trial. Because once once you're convicted, uh, you know your ass is ours. You're gonna you're gonna do it anyway. So at some point, and and with with Weisselberg, his kids, his kids work for the Trump organization. So you know it's gonna be a situation where, listen, man, you know. Uh, you can do the time, uh, but we're gonna get your kids too. So exactly. what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah. They they will put the squeeze on him like he ain't never felt before. I will tell so, you this, and I don't mean to cut you off. Within five minutes, he's and he start. They they put them. They they show pictures of the kids. They tell him how much time he's looking at. He will be saying, "So what can y'all do for me?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I got this. What can y'all do for me? Because it's a little different. It's okay if you out there by yourself and you're like, okay, I'm 70. I'll do the whole bid. But when you start showing pictures of the grandkids and your kids and you start saying, well, we're going to have to go after them too. That's when everybody's like, oh, freaking man, I could give you this. Um, what can you do for me? You know, because I don't want you to bother my kids. So, you know, he, mm-hmm. he will be cutting a deal real soon when they throw those kids name up there in his face. And he sees uh, them football digits behind them years on the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, OK, you know, because it's like we said before, if you've been in and out of the system, that's nothing to you. But to somebody who ain't been out of the who ain't never been in the system. Nah, uh-uh. what can you do for me? I can give you the guy. I can give you the golden goose. What do you want? But let me go. Sure. And what do they call it? Uh, an immunity agreement or something like that? Yeah, I just, you know, you got to take off some of, you know, some of these charges I don't want to be hit with. And I can, well, I can the, give you the, Trump. Sure. The problem, the problem is for him is that the immunity agreement would have come before. See, now he's already been charged. So there's no, they can't offer him. They, what they can offer him is a deal. Shave some years. But see, now, yeah, now he's already been, I mean, they, they charged him already. See if he if he had just said you know what I made a roll, uh, I, he could have gotten probably a, you know a straight up immunity deal, um, yeah. in exchange for 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 um his information before and they they sat around they waited a long time for him to give it now they're like you know what we uncharged you so that that's off the table so so um you know that's <laughs> like what's hey, Anthony, that's applied pressure to him right now right but they could come back later on and say you know what. We can do you a favor if you do us a favor. Give us right. the head, and and we can all be happy, and you can go home. Now you can't go home yet, but you have a little time with your family. We won't go after your family, right? So well, that's all. Yeah, that's all. That's the only negotiating thing he has because again, you know, they they can't. It's it's no longer uh, you wash out, scratch out back, we'll scratch yours. Now, nah, now it's listen. We got you. Got what you, you want to do? You want to do? You want to do all the time by yourself, <laughs> and we're gonna get them anyway, or you want to maybe shave some of these years or do you want to maybe make sure that your kids don't get prosecuted, but they're going to have to make it, they're going to have to agree to testify too. Right. So, you know, now it's a family affair. Damn. No, what's crazy about that. We, we all say like, you know, they're going to go after the kids and, and most adults would say, yeah, absolutely. You know, give it all to me and try to cover up until the nth degree. The one person who will, who will not do that when they get to him, you know, Trump's going to give up his kids. Oh, sure he's, he will. He's, he's that selfish. The only other person who would probably do that would be like Don King. But definitely Don, uh, Trump is going to, when they get to the kids and say, we're going to go after, what was it, Junior and, and I don't even know uh, the kid's name, Ivanka and the the, the, well, the dummy. They're going to go after them. And he'll even, give up, he'll even go up Baron. Like, Baron said, I just got here. I didn't do a thing. <laughs> but you know for a fact, when they get to that point, he's going to drop dime on his kids and have no problem doing such. He's going to. Make it seem as if what he's saying when he drops down on his kids is sort of kind of noble parenting skills because he's that morally bankrupt. And it's going to be sad on that level. 
Now he's gonna he's gonna do the he's gonna do the Nino Brown. You know, with, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, "Yeah, that's right, that right there. That's the leader of the whole whole cast." Right there. <laughs> never liked you, know, like you anyway. A junior, much. yeah. I never liked the light skin, that light skin, you know, greasy hair person. Anyway, man, you know, that's that's what's gonna happen. He's gonna do he's gonna do the Nino Brown on him, man, in a heartbeat. You know, so that, that's that's you know uh, that's clearly what's gonna happen. But the, the pressure, like I said, the first domino has fallen. And uh, you know it's going to be an interesting summer to watch watch this whole thing play out, man. Because I think that you know uh, they coming. You know the the people like you said, like the like the 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 the, the DA in Philadelphia was maybe trying to make his career on that on that Cosby case, mm-hmm. and now you have the state attorney general and the the former. Uh, soon to be former New York City Manhattan DA trying to make their legacy claims. This is the legacy move. This is the one that makes you, you know, get you uh, in consideration for governor or senator or, or president. It made that make Yeah, exactly. So, so this, this, this is the move right here uh, for for both of these fools. And 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 like I said, that that's that's a big trophy. That's a big big trophy to hang on your wall. Uh, right next to the, the to the rhinoceros, you know, <laughs> head, you know, put, <laughs> put that big old orange Trump head up on it, right on that wall. That that's that's what we're looking at, you know. Um, before we go, uh, do have a couple of, of um uh, basketball notes to talk about. Um, Chris Paul, um, mm. outdueled Paul George, so it was Paul versus Paul. Um, and uh, apparently, uh, CP3 came out, you know, on top of this one. I um. I, you know, I, I I I think both of these guys' legacies. We talk about legacies again. Both of these guys' legacies were kind of on the line here. You know, if CP3 had lost yet another playoff series where they were up, you know, in a commanding position, up three one, and turned around and lost it, I think you know his basketball legacy would have been shot. Um, what is it? What does this loss do to Paul George's basketball legacy, Derek? Well, for me, um, Paul George had an incredible playoff series. This time, I mean, really, he stepped up. I got to give him his props. He he went to work, but he can, you know, he can honestly say they're not a complete team without Kawhi Leonard. But Paul George yeah. did definitely. He looked like the Paul George in the Indiana Pacers, where he was just straight giving it to him. But you just he they didn't have enough to deal with that that, that light-skinned boy, Devin Booker, over there. Oh, my God, he's an assassin. They just didn't have enough for uh, for the Suns. But I think this kind of saved his legacy because he he continued to fight and he played extremely well. If he would have stunk it up like he did in the bubble, then he his his legacy would have been shot. But I think he's good right now because of the way he played. Okay. Keep. Yeah. Um, he held his own. You got to remember, he was without um, Kawhi, Sabaka, and um, Zubak. So he had to step his game up, and he tried to, you know, put them cats on his back and carry them. But, you know, it didn't work out too well. But he did business. He did what he had to do. You know. So you're saying his legacy is okay? It's okay yeah, because you, you got to realize he didn't have a full, healthy team. With Kawhi out there, that's, that's a different team. Totally. That's a whole different team. He doesn't have to carry the load, but he, he did the best that he could Mark, same nah, same thoughts. Yeah, I agree with all those uh, sentiments. I mean, he was he was carrying a lot, a lot of weight. But you know, Kawhi down, Zubac down, Ibaka down, and also another thing I heard they played. I'm not sure if it was all the teams, but I kept hearing it was about the Clippers. They played, I think, 18 games in like 35 days. Some kind of crazy schedule. Yeah, and he wasn't like he was playing, you know, five minutes a game. He was playing in the 40. So. He's fine. I mean, yeah, after the, the Oklahoma City playoff P and then the bubble last year, which obviously the bubble had the thing about the, the he was just, you know, freaking out in the bubble. He definitely upped his – he's off the hook. And it would have been more on the hook if Chris Paul would have lost because he has his full team. Right. He got that boy Booker. Aiton's better than I thought he was going to be. And he had yeah, also had more help. But the real – you know, the, the real, I guess, star of this besides, you know, obviously Chris Paul is that – and I never, I didn't think this prior till this year. Tyron Lue can coach his butt off. Definitely, that guy was making adjustments that I didn't think he had. I didn't think he was that. I didn't think he was that good of a coach, and he proved it because every game it was like, okay, fine. 
we may fail, but we're not failing for the lack of plan. We just fail because we're human. And that guy, he got a lot more props, in my opinion, than than anybody in this whole little thing. I agree with you 150%. I have seen so many coaches just continue to stick with the guys. The guys ain't yeah, producing. Yeah, I got one in Philly. Ex- well, we <laughs> we, I'm sorry if I'm pouring salt in your wound, Ben Simmons lover. Well, anyway, this guy made a jet. There was players he was playing. I'm like, damn, I didn't know he was on the team. And the kids were playing. He did what he had to do to put his team in the best position to be successful. He gets much props, man, much props. Yo, yeah. I loved it. Well, there's there's two coaches I think in this playoffs that have, that have really impressed me. Teron Lue is certainly one, um, because again, I think I think he was overshadowed by the talent that he had in Cleveland. People, you know, just said, well, you know, it's LeBron's team, so you know, and he was just along for the ride. Um, but he's certainly given, as you said, making the adjustments, uh, uh, extending his bench, yes. and just is you know, like I said, they 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 went down fighting. Um, and the other guy is Nate McMillan, mm-hmm. you know, oh, damn, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With, with, who who was, you know, kind of like, you know, an afterthought and, you know, was like, you know, yeah, you know, they, they gave him a job, but they didn't really give him a job, kind of, um, you know, we kind of inherited, you know, a job middle of the season and all of a sudden turned that team around. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're, they're potential, they're, they're poised. I mean, you know, they may or may not get in there, but it won't be because of him. Right. Um, so versus the 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 as you said the Milwaukee coach, uh, Budenholzer, who I, I just I just don't oh get. Oh my god, he's oof, horrible. He's not a good coach. <laughs> yeah, he, he he coaches as if like he's playing a video game. Like you just hit reset and okay, fine, I messed that up. Yeah, you got that one. I re- hit reset. We play next. No, 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 man. <laughs> These games count. You can't just hit reset. I don't I don't get him. And another guy, another side note is Monty Williams. Now I remember him. When he was the first time with uh with I guess it was New Orleans, yeah, New Orleans Pelicans. But he was on the Philly bench when uh under uh Brett Brown. And I was upset when he got away. I was like, this is a bad loss for Philly, because he, he came there last year. I knew he could coach. I I've been watching this guy since forever. He's one of those sharp guys that people like and believe in. So when he left Philly, I'm like, damn, I wish we could have fired Brown and kept him, but he took a took a better job. And that's another guy who's Going to be a little star in the league, and it's not like he's he's been around a while, but right. he's a lot sharper than people think about. Because think about what he did. I mean, that team. Who was thinking about uh, 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 Phoenix, Phoenix for last what 10, 15? since Barkley left? Nobody Barkley. cared about Phoenix. <laughs> and like my, like my brother said, Nate has been a good coach. He was a good coach in uh, Portland. He was a good coach in Indiana, but he's done something that has really got these guys believing that they can win this. And not only can they win this? They have the real chance of being champions, which would be crazy. And remember, yeah. Bud did not get the win against Atlanta when Trey Young sat out uh, game four. That's the game you got to get. So now he Atlanta, because, you know, you still got my man over there in spite of y'all clowning him, sweet lemon, lemon pepper Williams. He bust <laughs> their ass on, uh, on was it Tuesday night? And it's like, you got to get this one, you know, if you want to take that command in 3-1 lead. So now, as we always know, when you leave a team around that you're supposed to take care of, they begin to feel they could win. And I believe Atlanta can get two out of the next uh, three games. I believe they can do it. And oh, yeah. Yeah, Giannis yeah. might not be playing tonight. So, yeah. uh, right. So Atlanta is well prepared because they already play without Trey Young and it showed that they can win without him. Mm-hmm. But Milwaukee has Chris Milliton didn't show up. Uh, what's the name? Lopez looks out of place because he's not running out at the players shooting. He's just standing there. But that's coaching, though. That's coaching, yeah. though. That, that, that's bad coaching. coaching. Yes, bad coaching. You got to take him out there. You got to put some young guys that they're gonna, that's going to help you. If, if yeah. Bud was smart, when they start – but, then, you know, it's like – Okay, if I take Lopez out, I'll go in with uh, Bobby Portis because they put him in a high pick and roll, and he can't get out to the shooters. So what they do is they put Herder on one side, and we do know anybody with the last name that ends with Vinovich can shoot that goddamn ball. <laughs> and <laughs> it goes back to Petro and all them boys. That Vinovich nonsense, <laughs> they him open. So he put they put what Nate does is he put one on the other side. You put them on the opposite wings, and then you stick John Collins deep in the corner. So it's like 
if I trap Trey, he's a willing passer. You got these two spot-up shooters. You got Collins. You got Capella Rowan. He can shoot the floater. They are very, very dangerous, you know. So I would have taken Lopez out, but that's the adjustment that we talked about with Tyrone Lou that he makes where Bud is trying to go down with Lopez, but he ain't get out to a goddamn shooter yet, and them cats are wide open, and we know they can hit those shots. Right, and he's not – yeah, exactly right. When, when you watch Lopez, he's always caught and, you know, he's missed in between. Right. He's, he's halfway up the up the, right. uh, up the the lane instead of just, you know, hard closeout. All right, guy's going to roll by you. You expect that. That means the other dudes have to roll towards the basket. Exactly. But your job is to is to, is to to bum rush the shooter. And and that the, the, the bud has not gotten it in his ear and said, hey, man, I need you to be here just on the chalkboard. <laughs> Put that big X. I need you to be right here when this boy comes here. I don't understand that. That's that you know. That, that's that that to me is coaching. Yeah. Um, that you know that that you find Middleton out way out on the wing and there's no real design in the plays. I mean, I'm watching. It's like it's one on one basketball, which is fine if you have Michael Jordan. But if you got Chris Middleton, then you can't be playing one on one basketball like that. I mean, you have to design plays to either free him up. Like you said. Put him in the pick and roll action. Something, something. I don't see any offensive uh, strategy at all. So um, you know it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know we have to watch Phoenix play against Atlanta or Milwaukee. Uh, none of those stories excite me, but uh, you know we'll see. I mean, you know uh, it, uh, at some point one star will have his, his first ring. It'll either be Giannis, you know, uh, CP3, or Trey, or or, or uh, Trey Young. You know, um, so I guess we'll we'll have to stay tuned and see what happens there. Uh, as I said, it's the Fourth of July weekend coming up. I just want to make sure that everybody understands to be uh, safe and healthy, and and you know, don't don't uh, do a Jason Pierre Paul, Mister Eight Fingers. Yeah, exactly. Give you a high three um, when you <laughs> when, when you light an M eighty. You light it on the ground and you run away. Run away. That's what you do. That, that, that's the plan. It's not you don't light it and hold it and plan on throwing it. It's stupid. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, fireworks. You guys ever, you know, you, you, were y'all ever big on big on fireworks or not? I wasn't. I never. Was. No. <laughs> nah, not no. No, looking at them, but not really playing them. First of all, I didn't have the money to buy them, but no, just I, I'm fine looking at them. But as far as playing with them, it's just it's too dicey for me. I don't trust it. Do y'all notice today? It seems like I mean, when I was a kid, like firecrackers were like you know ubiquitous. I, I mean, it's, I'm you know, it's it's. Are no, you right? It's quiet here. I mean, I, I don't see like the kids. I mean, I, you know, everywhere we went, especially like in, in in Brooklyn, like you know, like the the weeks leading up to like you know from like the beginning of June, you oh, know, well, firecrackers but, seem to be all over the streets. Somewhere. Well, come out to my neighborhood because there's a there's one neighbor every night for the for the whole month. Leading up to has been playing fireworks around seven o'clock. So you want to hear that? Come out to my damn house. <laughs> Every night, this fool was like, "Up, oh, he's lighting them off again." And he's yeah, you know, so he's shooting like shooting rockets and stuff like that, or, or bottle like rockets. Uh, a lot of bottle rockets. Um, I don't know if he's doing firecrackers. I don't. I just you know, especially you know because the schedule I keep, I go to bed at a certain time and <laughs> you start dozing off and you hear a you know, pop pop in the sky. It's kind of like, what's it? but no, he every night. For a good month and a half to two months lead up to the fourth, he's like, no, that's his thing. I don't know where he gets. I mean, he must have a, 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 a like a, a, a silo of firecrackers because or, or fireworks because every night he does that. Yeah, I just remember, like I said, I just remember, like you know, in, in Brooklyn, Linden Plaza. I mean, oh, like yeah. by by, let's say for from from like the beginning of June. You know, it seemed like everybody had a pack of firecrackers somewhere. I mean, everybody had a pack of firecrackers. Well, you got to remember back then that time, Anthony, you could go to the corner store and buy firecrackers. But yeah. your uh, mayor disaster has a special task force, not for the crime, <laughs> but for fireworks. Not, not, not to, you know, make the city safe. So they don't have that no more. But you could come to Delaware. They got tents of plenty of fireworks if you want some. I know, I, I know. I mean, like sir. down there. So you can probably ride it up. They got the tents outside. Yeah, the, the tents side of the outside. Yes, they do. What you want? What you need? Hey, I'm good. Like hey, hey, supervisor. I don't mean to cut you off, but my brother just I'm, and I'm looking at the time. When you get a chance, because you're the only one who votes in the city, I need you to speak to the mayor. Disaster. 
because this rank, what is it, rank voting nonsense. Now they got my man EA. It's close with Garcia. You know, they trying to stop my fun, and I'm not having. You think, right, right. You think the cars went upside somebody's head with a tray? <laughs> you let them do my man like that. They're going to have to see me. So talk to well, who you need it, to talk to because I need to be up in Gracie, okay? All right, here's, here's the immediate aspect of that. I correct that answer. They did screw it up with the rank voting. Voting they had counted. They counted um, uh-huh. trial ballots in this in this new uh-huh. uh, rank voting system. The oddity about it, or the craziness about it, is that they recounted, and it's the exact same number. So even though they so I'm some kind of no, he has the exact same lead he had before. He he thought oh, that the gap was bigger because they counted these trial votes, yeah. and they recount hand counted, and it's the exact same number. So nothing has changed. So, so I'm, he's we're the, still out in front. That's why I need to know by percentage points, like you know, fifty nine to fifty. Uh, that 50, kind 50, of 50, fifty one to forty nine is what okay, it is yeah, right yeah. now. That's it's close, so, yeah. man. That wasn't like that before. Yes, it yeah. was. Your boy it may not make it living in New Jersey. You know, this is some. Bullshit, man. <laughs> I had plans, man. I had my summer shorts because he said it was going to be like a pool party type of situation happening. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, man. Y'all don't mess that's my way, day. That's so the what, way what happened to uh, Wally? It's, it's She's in soft third. Soft third, yeah. Um, because what happens is she, she and Garcia are splitting votes. Okay. I think the, the you know, in the ranked choice. So they, you know, they're getting each other's votes. Uh, but that's, that's what I think hurting Eric Adams. Eric Adams is getting his big boost from Staten, Alabama. Um, you know, that's that's you know, that's the that's the Republican borough of New York City. <laughs> and since Eric Adams was a former Republican, you know, and a cop, they definitely gonna vote for him in Staten, Alabama. Um so um you know but the rest of the city, you know, was kind of, you know, leans a little leans 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 left. And I think Maya Wiley and 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 Garcia are getting each other's Votes, you know, so you say it's a soft third. Um, there's still a whole bunch of ballots outstanding. I wanted to vote early myself, and I just, you know, waited around to the last minute, didn't go to the early voting site, but uh, I, you know, voted, uh, you know, on election day. So those numbers are reflective of election day, but they say they won't even know until uh, July ish, mid late July. So You'll just have to wait. You know, keep them shorts pressed, Derek. You know that's, I am, man, because I think this is happening. This is some nonsense. I'm, I'm going to talk to somebody. Okay. So, folks, if you have not subscribed to Power to the People, uh, again, you know, 4th of July weekend is a great time to subscribe because we've been bringing the fireworks all year long right here on this on this show. Uh, make sure that you certainly uh, subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast, anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple podcast, uh, Pandora, uh, Amazon, anywhere you listen, ask Alexa to play power to the people and she will do so. Um, make sure you do that, uh, to our international listeners. Thanks for continual, uh, supporting us. Uh, we got new Brazilian listeners. So if you ever want to go down to Brazil, Derek, you might be a superstar down there and not even know it. Um, so yes, we get, yeah, it's possible. They, they, they may be talking about, Oh my God, you know, we listen to you all the time, you know, in America, you know? Uh, so you might be really hot down there in Brazil, Brazil. Be down, Spanish, you know, no, no, I'd be saying Portuguese. Oh, ah. Portuguese. Oh, my bad. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so that's, that's what's going on. So, uh, all over Germany, London, uh, Ukraine. I don't know who's listening to us in Ukraine. Um, that's the person uh, who banned you from Russia. Twitter. <laughs> the, probably. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> some, some dude in a, in a Russian troll farm trying we, to, got him again. Um, so certainly there all over the country, man, California, Nevada. Thank you for, uh, staying, staying tuned in. Uh, our Michigan listeners appreciate that. Uh, New York, actually we have more listeners in Massachusetts than we do in New York. I find that strange, but, uh, you know, Hey, we're rolling. That's all right. It's cool. Texas. Thanks. Keep listening down there in Florida. Keep listening, uh, Carolina and, uh, to all our family members who listen, man, I never shout them out as much as we should. Uh, Crystal, thank you. Uh, you know, and T, thank you uh, for listening um, to, to us. Uh, my cousin Addie, I know she listens. So we appreciate you all, you know, everybody who's listening. I, I'm getting real weepy. I must be, you know, as I get older, I get more and more <laughs> sentimental. I don't know what that is, man. Uh, but uh, keep listening. So subscribe. If you want to follow us on social media, you can go to Facebook and go to Powell to the people on Facebook and leave us a message. Leave us a post. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We're not going to pay attention to what you don't like because, uh, you know, our job is to talk. Your job is to listen. Uh, but you can tell us. 
um, power to the people on Facebook. There's an action button. You can hit that button and it'll take you to the latest podcast. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at Powell to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S, Powell to the Peeps. Uh, you can follow us all on Instagram. I'm Comic Tony Powell on Instagram. Uh, Big Fella 55 is also on Instagram. That's Keith. Uh, Mark? Yeah, okay. Keep That's it moving. What- <laughs> All right, so, so they don't know. And Derek, Derek Powell, uh, I think what is just Derek Powell, right? Yeah, Derek Powell, that's what it is, Derek Powell. Derek Powell on Instagram. So go check out their pictures. We will see you all next week again. Have a safe holiday. Peace. Peace. Peace.